Shalom to all. This is Rabbi Moshe Gordon of Yeshiva Yisraeli, recording from Mizrahi's Daily Dose of the Daf program. Today we're focusing on Masechet Sukkah, Daf Yud on page 10. The Gemara records a story of Rav Chizda and Rabbi Rafuna. They were once traveling to visit the Reish Galuza of Exilarch in Bavel in ancient Babylonia, and they slept in a sukkah that, according to the discussions that the Gemara features on Daf Yud, um, would have had an inappropriate roofing, some type of cover that would have made the sukkah invalid, and they should, it seemed like they shouldn't have been sleeping in that sukkah. When they were questioned, why are you using a sukkah that seems to be not kosher, they responded, Anan shluchei mitzvah, Anan upeturim in a sukkah. We are on the way to a mitzvah. So therefore, we're exempt from living in a sukkah. We can use this, this not-so-kosher sukkah. Rashi explained on the spot that since they were going to visit the Reish Galusa, they were going to visit the Exolarch, the prince of the Jews that lived in, in Babylonia, Rashi records that the mitzvah was that Chayyab Adam Lahakbil Pene Rabbo Beregel, every single person is obligated to visit their Rebbe, to visit their Torah teacher over the course, sometime over the course of a Yom Tov. And because of that, they were already involved with the mitzvah. That would have, it would have exempted them from living in the sukkah based on the rule of Osek Be Mitzvah Pater Min Mitzvah. If you're involved in one mitzvah, you're exempt from another. But very fascinating this idea that one has a mitzvah to visit their rabbi, to visit their Torah teacher over the course of a yomdav, and that can even invalidate, that can even exempt one from living in a sukkah. So fascinatingly, there's a there's a tshuva, there's a response written by one of the giants of response literature called the Noda Behuda, found in Simon Sadi Dalit in um, entry number 94, where he points out that nowadays we actually do not seem to practice that mitzvah of going out of our way to visiting our Torah teacher and our rabbis over the course of a Yom Tov. And he notes, in fact, that it's not even quoted in the Shulchan Arach. And the reason he gives is fascinating. It's since nowadays we no longer have the option to be able to go and visit Hashem himself on the Harabayat, we know they no longer have the, the ability to go and visit and bring karbanot, bring sacrifices in the Beit HaMikdash, certainly on our minds during this time of the, the three weeks in the morning for the temple in Jerusalem. If we can't visit Hashem himself in his home in the Beit HaMikdash, it's inappropriate to go and visit a human being, even a great person like our Rebbeim, but that we shouldn't give more honor respect to a rabbi than to Hashem himself. We don't go to go out of our way to place a, to place a visit like that. Something to think about our yearning for the Beit HaMikdash. But interestingly enough, many have a practice here in Israel, certainly in the Jerusalem areas, that we do go out of our way to visit and to see, well, again, in entering the Harabayat itself is somewhat of a halachic discussion. Some go up and many others do not. Um, but people, for sure, they'll make an effort to try to go and see into or onto the Harabayat uh, over the course of the Chagim here in the Jerusalem environment. And um, by extension, many people have a, a practice to try and visit their their rebellion as well as the two things go hand in hand. We try to reach for inspiration and elevation over the course of the Chagim. We should all have a wonderful, wonderful day, and we should all be Zoko. We should all merit to be able to see and visit the Rivan and the Master of the World, Hashem Yidbarach, in Jerusalem, and the Harabait, and the Beit HaMikdash, which should be built speedily in our days.